Well, hey again, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we're in 1 John chapter 4. And what I want to talk about today is the, the high bar of God's love. You see, the Lord has loved us, and in the love that he has given us, we've, we've seen that we are to walk in love toward each other. And the love that we show each other, it's not a, uh, it's not a subtle, casual love. It's not a, oh yeah, you know, if it's convenient, I'll love you. But what we're going to see in this text is the Lord's love. It's, it's overwhelming. And the love that we are to have for each other, it's the same. It's this high bar of love. In fact, um, what I've done is I'm going to look at two passages in 1 John chapter 4. And we're just going to see the word love over and over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, John uses this word just abundantly as if he's trying to get his message across. And so let's see if we can pick up on his message with, uh, with this text. Open up to 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 7. We're going to read verses 7 through 11, and we're going to skip ahead just a smidge. And so here, here's what we have. He says, beloved, like he's addressing us with the word love. He's calling us the ones who are loved. He says, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So he's saying the love that we have for each other, it's a demonstration of us in our relationship with God. So the the horizontal relationships reflect the vertical reality that we know God. We've been born of him. Verse 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God because, well, why? Because God's love. <laughs> if you can't love each other, listen, you don't know God because God's love. And if you know God and if you've experienced the love of God, then you're going to love one another. Verse 9. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. It was revealed. It was made clear. It was demonstrated among us that God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. I mean, even more so, the love that we have, it's not our own self-generated love, as if it depends on us being loving in and of ourselves, but rather, we live through Christ, as Christ lives through us. The love that we have for each other, it's God's love demonstrated through us. This is, um, this is the kind of love we're talking about here. The text continues. In this love, or excuse me, in this is love. Not that we have loved God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Because we didn't decide, you know what, I'm going to love God now. No, rather, we realized God in his love for us. And his love for us it was expressed in concrete actions when Jesus was the propitiation for our sins. That's a word we've seen already in, in 1 John. This is God's righteous anger. God has a anger toward that which is evil, and we were evil. And so his anger, his just and good and righteous anger, his wrath was aimed at us. And Jesus, through his work on the cross, he satisfied that wrath. Jesus paid the price for our sins. This was God demonstrating his love for us. Verse 11, beloved. If God so loved us, we ought to love. We also ought to love one another. I mean, John is not being subtle here. 
He's not beating around the bush. He's he is just direct and clear. You are loved by God. That love of God is seen in concrete actions. And so you, as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, you are to love one another. This is the message. This is the proclamation. This is the reality. We'll skip ahead. Verse 16 says, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. Now, we have to remember, this is love defined by God. This is not the love defined by our culture that would say love is love, and we can act however we want, and we say it's love. No, this is love defined by God, his self-revealed character, specifically in his nature, his character, the Ten Commandments, God's law of love, and then his fulfilling that in Christ and showing us his love by Christ being the propitiation. Christ, in Christ we've seen this love. Verse 17, by this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is, so also we are in the world. We are in this world. So Christ came into the world. He is ever present in the world as his spirit dwells in us. But this love, has been, it's been perfected in us. We have this hope that when judgment comes, our hope is not, I was good enough. Our hope is that Christ loved me. God loved me and the sacrifice of Christ was enough. And this is where we're going to land. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. This last phrase we're going to come back to in a minute. But but back up to verse 18. It says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. See, fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Here's the reality. Brother or sister in Christ, if you have trusted in Jesus, in his death, and in his resurrection, you need not fear God anymore. Will God discipline you? Yes. Will God correct you? Yes. Will God punish you? No. Because the punishment has already been poured out upon Christ. This is is meant to be groundbreaking. This means that we now live, we live in the fear of the Lord, but it's not a fear of the Lord that says, God's going to crush me. It's a fear of the Lord that says, I want to live reverently. I want to live in his love and I want to love others. I don't fear God, but I honor him. I love him because he has loved me. Now, verse 19, we love why? Because he first loved us. Our love is not a, I'm going to earn God's love. Our love is not a, I'm going to earn God's approval. Our love, simply put, I love you. You love me. We love each other. The church loves because, because he first loved us. This is how we know what love is, because he first loved us. Now, there's a lot here. There's a lot of text we covered And so what is the ancient way for our modern day? I'd say first and foremost, the first ancient way for our modern day is to recognize that God's wrath has been appeased. You need not fear punishment. He will discipline you. He will correct you in your sin, but you need not fear the ultimate punishment. Because of Christ, you now know God 
loves you. That, that could be enough. That could be our ancient way for our modern day. To that recognize that because of Christ and his work, you now know he loves you. That, that's it. Sometimes we want more. Sometimes we want a feeling. Sometimes we want a, a sign. Listen, it's all been given. And it's been given in Christ. But then our second ancient way for our modern day. Because he loved us first. Let's love each other. Let us, let us care for one another. Let's, let's be loving. Here's what that looks like. Let's forgive each other and the sins that we may commit to, against each other. Let's serve one another. Let's look out for one another and our needs and interests instead of our own. Let's have a mind that says, I want to notice what's going on. Let's have a heart that says, I want to care for you. And let's act on it. This is our ancient way for our modern day.